Welcome to the study of God's Word with pastor and author Ed Taylor, recorded live from Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado. To learn more about the many resources available through Abounding Grace Media, visit us online at calvaryaurora.org or download our free app on all platforms. And now, here's Pastor Ed to take us into our study. Would you take your Bibles and open them to John's Gospel, chapter 4? John chapter 4 in a Bible study on the topic of worship. Because God has created everyone to worship. It's been put in everyone's life, believer and unbeliever alike. The most important thing we can do on earth is to worship the one true God. That's how we were created and that's what we were designed to do. Our natural tendency is drawn toward worship. And when we think of worship, there's a lot of questions to ask. We think of how should I worship? When should I worship? Why do I worship? What is worship? Who do I worship? We could ask and answer these questions, and we have in previous Bible studies. But today I want to remind us that God has intended for us to have everything we do be worship unto him that it's not just reserved for the time that we have in song. And I know lately the word worship has been associated with music and the time set aside of gatherings and church services that are focused on worshiping in song. And so when we use the word worship, we kind of mean the music part of the service. I'm not really opposed to that because that's a good description. But worship is not limited to our time in song. Although... Our time in song is very precious and very important to our lives personally. Our worship in song is a place where we are able to express ourselves and our emotions to the God that loves us. He, he is the initiator with worship. We are always the responders. We are always responding to the love of God. Even as the Bible says, that we love God, why? Because he first loved us. And so we get to respond. And for some of you, this time in, in gathering together with the saints is really the only time there's been a song on your heart this week toward the Lord. Or as you look forward, it's actually the launching off into a new fresh week with worship on your heart. You see, worship the word comes to us from two, two English words, worth and sipe. We've kind of changed sipe to ship, and so we use the word worship. It literally means to ascribe respect, honor, or value to someone or something. And that makes sense. Because we have heard and maybe have used the word worship to describe a lot of things. For example, I'm sure you've heard someone referred to as they worship money. Now, it doesn't mean they're singing to money. It means that they place a high value on money. That when you watch their lives, you see that they spend a lot of time related to money. Or, or someone might be described as worshiping their career or worshiping their children. Or worship can go a lot of different directions, but we weren't designed to worship those things. We were designed to worship God. And only born-again believers can truly experience what it means to worship God. You see, when we choose to worship God, we worship Him for no other reason than that He's worthy of all of our worship. We don't worship Him to get something from Him. 
We don't worship him to try to draw him down, but rather in our worship, he lifts us up. We don't sing songs for what we can get out of it, although we do get a lot out of it. We, we aren't involved, those of you that, that play musical instruments, you don't play your musical instruments for the feeling that you receive, but rather because God is worthy of our worship. He's created us to do just that. Notice in John chapter four, as Jesus is speaking to the woman at the well, this topic of worship and the confusion over worship is brought up and he brings some clarity to it, beginning in verse 21. Jesus says, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Imagine that. Right now, in this very moment, the Father is seeking those now to worship him in spirit and truth. Even in this time of Bible study, that God would bring out not only truth in your life, but a spiritual revelation of his presence in your life. That there be honesty. The true spirit and truth speak of the emotional side of worship and also the mental side. That you worship both with your mind and with your heart. It's a beautiful thing. He says in verse 24, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Turn over to Psalm 18. Psalm 18. There is a need for us to extend ourselves in worship in both spirit and truth. That when we come to God, we come to him both in the truth and with our whole being. You see, worship is the highest activity that we ever attain to in life. There is no greater activity to be engaged in in worship. And not just song, but remember what Paul wrote. He wrote, the Holy Spirit inspired him, that whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus Christ. So that as we, as we submit our lives to him, every single thing we do becomes an act of worship and service to our faithful God. Imagine that. Even the most mundane things of life are done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he gets all the glory for wherever he's placed us, whatever is before us, and we're able to honor him with the totality of our life. Don't relegate worship to a few songs or a gathering at a church building. Worship is life in everything about us. Now, as we remember the need for worship, I was reading a book on the topic on vacation, and there was a new definition added to my vocabulary when it comes to worship. I thought it was great. Let me share it with you. Someone defined worship as this, freely giving our love to God. Isn't that amazing? I think of such intimacy with God who loves us that when we enter into worship and we treat everything as a worshipful sacrifice to God, that we are freely giving our love to God engaging in a love relationship with him, which is, notice, in Psalm 18, right there in the first verse. Check this out. I love this verse. And by the way, you guys know by now that the Psalms are the hymnal of the Bible. And so there's a lot to be said about worship in the Psalms. And right here in verse 1 of chapter 18, it says, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. 
The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I'll trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Now notice how worship is described. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and so shall I be saved from my enemies. What a great perspective to have of God. I will love you, God, and I will call out to you. You are my protector, my strength. Turn over to Psalm 95. Psalm 95. Because certainly, worship does involve music and singing. Singing with our voices as unto the Lord. Now, of course, some of you have an incredibly beautiful voices. Because I sit in different places around the sanctuary. And it's just a beautiful thing to have the variety of beautiful voices in this room. But you know as well as I do that some of you... You make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I know that's how some people describe me in my worship, a joyful noise unto the Lord. I don't have the most exciting voice in song. You know, sometimes, well, do you like listening to your voice on your answering machine, on your voicemail? Do you call and just like, oh, I don't like this. Did anybody like listening to their voice? Because you would be a rare person who likes to listen to your voice. And I have to, uh, when, I, when I hear my voice, now of course I don't like my voice, but I have to live with it because it's in my head. I don't have any choice. And I don't like my voice, but it's the voice that God gave me. I, I remember the gal, uh, she emailed me once. She says, oh, Pastor Ed, Pastor Ed, I'm so grateful for your Bible studies. I listen to them at night because they help me fall asleep. <laughs> Great. Appreciate that. My voice has that effect upon you. But here's my point. Whether you're here today and your voice is so beautiful and well-trained and just, just where it is because that's what God's blessed you with, or if you're on the other um, part of that extreme and you have a joyful noise, God receives them both the same. It's not about whether you like your voice or don't like your voice. It's not about whether you like your singing voice or not, whether you're singing uh, in the shower or you're singing in the car or you're singing in this room or you're humming or you're whistling, whistling or you're clapping or whatever you're doing in praise to the Lord, God receives it. And he's well pleased with your desire to worship him. He receives it. Not only that, I was reminded, I mean, even more so, I was reminded, not only are we singing to God, notice in verse 95, or excuse me, Psalm 95, verse 1. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. I mean, singing has always been a part of the family of God, and it will continue. I mean, think of it this way. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, there is worship before the throne room of God. So that anytime we join in, we're right there with them. Like it is ongoing constantly. Remember Isaiah when he was before the throne? There was smoke there and the glory of the Lord was there. And what was his response in the presence of God? Woe is me, I'm, an un- man. I'm a man of unclean lips. There's that sense of God's holiness and my desperate need for him in my life. And of course, in worship, in that song in the heavenly scene was also his marching orders. Who are we going to send? And he says, hey man, here I am. You send me. And anytime we're singing it, God is sending us into the world to be used greatly by him. Notice Psalm 96 in verse 1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. 
Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations and his wonders among all the peoples. That, that extends worship to the everyday life as we declare the love of God. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, in the old King James says this, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. We were created to worship God. We were created to enter into relate. It's the highest activity that we'll ever attain in life. But in order to enjoy worship, the Bible says you must be born again. I mean, you're entering into a celebratory time in this church, an extended time where we are excited and reminded, and we invite you to enjoy the time of worship in this building. We invite you on the radio as you're driving in your car. Come in with us. Let's rush into the throne room. Let's follow our worship leaders. You watching online, you guys downstairs, come with us. Come with us. But there are some of you that until you're born again, this is, you're just a spectator. You can't really enjoy what's behind the song, the relationship. You see, the Bible says that God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son so that if you would believe, actually the Bible says it this way, this way, Jesus says, so that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And that word whoever in the old King James, whosoever, really broadens the reach of God to anyone hearing my voice today. That if you will repent of your sins, God is ready to forgive you because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He is ready to forgive. Are you ready to receive? The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And we invite you not only to enjoy this room filled with praise and filled with worship, filled with adoration of God, filled with awe and respect and submission, all of that's happening through song, agreeing with the words of the song. We not only invite you to enjoy the atmosphere, but I invite you to turn away from your sins and enjoy God through relationship in his son, Jesus Christ. And if that's you today and you would say, Ed, I need the forgiveness of my sins. I'm gonna invite you right where you are that you would just stand to your feet. I wanna pray with you. I wanna help you fulfill what the Bible says to confess with your mouth that you would repent of your sins today. And, and we're not in any way, you know, sometimes you go, well, with your eyes closed and to turn off the light, we're, we're gonna, it's all a family thing. And so you don't need to be embarrassed. You don't need to have, you see, the exact opposite of what you're feeling. You're like, well, you know, I feel so ashamed for my sin. Actually, the response to the invitation of Jesus takes away your shame. And none of us here stand in judgment of your life. We all came the same way. We all received the same forgiveness. We all responded in an open public way, some way. Some of us in a church service, some of us standing, some of us walking the aisle. But today is the day. There's no need to be here today. There's really no need to be among us today unless, unless you're ready. Like the need is for you to get right with God. And so before we continue on with the rest of our time today, I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to get your life right with God. That you would receive the forgiveness of your sins. And so if that's you, stand. Let us be happy with you. Acknowledge that in your life today. God bless you in the back. Come on. God bless you guys. Wow. Amen. We rejoice with you. 
Who else? Today's the day. This is it. God bless you guys. May the Holy Spirit pour out his power in your life and the goodness of his love and mercy deliver you from your sinful past and the sinful habits in your life. Anyone else? So there's a focus on this side of the room today. And you guys out on the radio, we, don't, we never see you on the radio, but God sees you. God bless you guys. So the room is widening. Anyone on this side? Any sinners over here? That's all of us, right? God bless you. God bless you. That's right. None of us are exempt. None of us are innocent. None of us get away with it. It's only by the blood of Jesus Christ can we live a righteous, holy life. It's only by his finished work. And so you guys, all you guys, our eyes are open. I want you to look around, especially back here. There's quite a few over here. God bless you. Uh, you guys need to take responsibility for them after the service, all right? So just pick one and bring them up after. Because you guys, we want to put into your hands a pamphlet that will help you learn what it means to follow God. Because it's more than just standing. It's more than just, I mean, there is a special, this is a special day. This, this is a special day, not just for you, but for us. Because everyone here is reminded of the loved one that they're praying for. They're reminded of their neighbor and their coworker and their boss. They're reminded even today, some are encouraged because the, they remember when they were saved and God has not done with them yet. And so for you that responded, hold on, hold on. For you that responded, I want you to pray with me because I want you to confess with your mouth these, these things to God. You ready? So, so repeat after me. God, I admit that I've sinned against you and I ask you to forgive me of all of my sin. I believe you sent Jesus to live for me, to die for me, and I believe he rose again from the dead to save my soul. And I dedicate my life to following him all the days I have left. Help me, God, to turn away from my sinful past and to live my life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray that you've been encouraged by this Bible study delivered live from the sanctuary of Calvary Aurora. For prayer or a copy of this study, call us at 877-30-GRACE. That's 877-304-7223. Or visit us online at calvaryaurora.org. Be blessed as you worship Jesus this week.